So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, stupid Questions. Hello, everybody. This week's up, folks? It's for real. With T-Leak like, and Jack. Like a dungeon drag. What's up? No, no specific <laughs> order. order. No Stupid <laughs> Questions show. Can we curse on this show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Time is your question for today. No. Like All right. Stupid. So, question. Guys, what's the name of the show, Jack? No Stupid Questions. Jack. Stupid Questions. Welcome to this episode. My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of the No Stupid Questions show. This is a show where we normally have two smart people, T. Leak and Jag, or we think we're smart, to discuss what we think is a simple question with a simple answer. You know, after debate and discussion, we reinforce the notion that there are no stupid questions. We normally have two smart people, but today is a live show, so we expect to have several smart people, people much smarter than us, to help us talk about the issue that we're going to discuss today. Eh, maybe. The pod is hosted on Podbean, but you can also find it on your favorite podcast platform. <laughs> T. Leak, how are you feeling today? I am. I don't know if I don't. I don't know if I'm feeling. I'm sorry. <laughs> T. Leak, what's our question? <laughs> So welcome, Greg B. He has entered the studio. So uh, the question for today, for those of you who actually have not listened to a No Stupid Questions show podcast before, our premise is to ask a simple, stupid, yes or no question. And we tend to find questions that yes or no just doesn't cut it. We really wind up getting into the meat of the question. So today's question is pretty straightforward, or so we think. <laughs> Are we sick and tired? And I think I, I'm, I'm just going to throw that at for the quick answer at our uh, at our <laughs> on the spot co-host, <laughs> NJ Walker. Are, are, are we sick and tired? Uh, I'm sick and tired. Okay. I, I am. Uh, sick and tired of explaining the obvious right now. Mm, I like that. Sick and tired. Have you, have you, have you experienced racism? I mean, you went to Stanford, like, I mean, you did, you've never experienced racism. I'm sick and tired of explaining that obvious answer. Mm, all right. Jack. Are we sick and tired? Well, you know, I always have to deconstruct the question a little bit. And NJ Walker kind of got to it. The question is, who who is the we? And if the we is global African-Americans, I'm going to actually take the contrarian view and say we are not sick and tired. And I'll explain that, but I want to hear your answer first. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to actually, if Reggie, uh, Super Dave, or Greg B would like to join the conversation live, or please feel free to enter in chat your answer to the question, are we sick and tired? Or maybe, as Jag is wont to do, the question that you got to ask in order to answer the question that we're asking. <laughs> so uh, my answer in terms of are we sick and tired is yes, we are sick and tired. Some of us are tired and some of us are sick and some of us are sick and tired. And my first answer to your question, we, is I think, I think Nicole took the royal because she's pretty sure. And as I gave her the cosign, I think she, 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 the two of us are the we <laughs> are sick and tired because I, I agree. I think it's interesting the specific point that NJ Walker brought up. But I would say, yes, we are sick and we are tired. Okay. See, now you're getting towards why my answer is no. Oh, um, okay. Interesting. Because, and I'm, I'm no English major, but when you say sick and tired, that means you have to be both of them, right? And I think most of us are sick. We're sick of those stupid questions. We're sick of having our heart beat race when the police just drive next to us, behind us, or or whatever. 
We're sick of getting passed over for promotions to people who are less qualified. We're sick of not getting the money we deserve for the job that we do. Mm. Now I see I'm tired from that list. (laughs) Is there a hand clap emoji? (laughs) Yes, there is. But the tired part, the tired part is where I get a little stuck because tired implies that you've taken some action and gotten worn out. And I just wonder if we have taken enough action to actually be tired. So that's why I answered no to the question of are we sick and tired? Oh, Lord, you're going to take me there, huh? I have to take you there. It wouldn't be a good show if we don't go there. (laughs) So I would say that we are spoiled. This is, this is... Now, you, what you, the question you're asking is, do we have the right to be tired? That don't mean we don't feel tired. You know, the people that used to say, I don't feel no ways tired, we way spoiled. They, they as, as my daddy would say, we walk five miles to school. We don't walk five miles to school no more. <laughs> we tired after a block. So that's, that's, I would say, that's the analogy I would use to whether or not we're tired, now you, you're asking the justification for us being tired, that's a whole nother thing. But I think that people are tired and, and, and you know, even being tired, when you know you gotta keep going, you keep going. So again, you know, we talked about this a bit on our, our last live show, is that, you know, the feeling, you can't invalidate someone's feeling, but you can, you know, and, and, and they may keep, just because we're tired, hell, I'm sure N.J. Walker is tired of explaining that she has experienced racism, but she's not going, well, I don't know, maybe she will. She's not going to just slap somebody and, and or just be quiet the next time someone asks her because someone will ask her again. And I just want to mention that user Matra 67 has entered the studio. Please uh, welcome, welcome. And you can feel free to call in using the NJ Walker, the buttons at the top. The yes, green buttons at the, the top. Green the green buttons at the top. Thank Number you. three, call in. <laughs> so again, I welcome Greg B, Super Dave, uh, Reggie. Come on and, and join the, the conversation live or send us some, uh, some thoughts as you're hearing our thoughts in chat. So, uh, so yeah, y'all can, y'all can vote for my answer too. Feel free to vote for my answer as the right answer. <laughs> so, and can I ask a, a point of clarification? A clarification well, of question. So, when you say, Jack, that have we done enough to Ooh. be tired yet? What is your definition of enough? Mm. Sorry, sorry. Woo! Here we go. She didn't direct that at me, so I'm I'm standing behind her like, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. So so there was a seminal moment in Black history when someone, Fannie Lou Hamer, went to the Democratic National Convention and uttered the words that she was sick and tired. She actually said she was sick and tired of being sick and tired. At that point, Fannie Lou Hamer had worked with the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, had worked with the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, and she was a a tireless, uh, sorry to use that phrase, worker. She registered voters. Uh, She ran for Congress to highlight the voter discrimination in Mississippi. She she dedicated a life to civil rights activities. As a result of that, she also was victimized. She was arrested and beaten by um, two black men under the threat of the white jailers. To the, to the point where she almost died. She, in my opinion, had a right to say that she was sick and tired. She worked before and after that episode, committed her life to it. So obviously I wouldn't question whether or not she had a right to be sick and tired. And I'm just speaking for myself here. I first participated in voter registration when I was seven years old in New Orleans to elect the first black mayor in New Orleans, Dutch Moriel. My dad took me to the Desire Projects to go knock door to door to ask people to register to vote. And the interesting thing is he went one way 
and he sent me the other way. Wow. So if anybody knows anything about the Desire Projects, the phrase, I'm from the nine and don't mind dying, came out of Desire Projects. And I knew that at seven years old. So I was like, wow, you're going to send me by myself <laughs> to go register voters? That was a good start. Uh, and I, and I, you know, under my dad's tutelage, I, I did a lot of things until I left his house. And I did a lot of things after I left his house. But I haven't had the same continued effort towards advancing African-American issues. So I question whether or not I have a right to be sick and tired. I have more energy. I could do more. And I'm just talking about myself. I'm not talking about anybody else. So that's why I say, no, we are, I am not sick and tired. Okay. Super, Super Dave has joined us. Super Dave, can we hear you? Uh, can you hear me? We can yes. hear you, Super Dave. Okay. Okay. Well, no, this is it's getting good now. <laughs> well, because Super Dave's in the house. But, but, but let's make it better. <laughs> so, so James, there is a, you know, you, you bring up different levels of activism. Okay. But I think, I think one of the things that Nicole pointed out and what Tanya's talking about as far as being sick is that, for instance, say voter registration. You okay. may not have been actively participating in voter reg registration recently, but I'm sure in the community you live in with your neighbors, in your workplace, with your coworkers, you know, there's different places where we still, I, I know I still have to educate non-Black people on my experience because some of them are completely ignorant, mm -hmm. you know, as far as for the things that we have to deal with. Correct. So, and I guess this is something to your point where I do agree with you, where I guess I've always had the mentality where this isn't something that's going to be a finish line. This isn't something that say, okay, now they understand. Let's move on to the next thing. I think, especially when you talk about generational things, because now, you know, this whole thing has given me an opportunity, have given Tracy an opportunity to be able to explain more of a worldview to our 10 year old. You know, her, right. her, her understanding of the world and of people and of bad things and good things are completely, she has a completely different reality than what we experienced and what our parents experienced. I mean, it's, it's so, of course, we don't want to, we don't want to eschew her thoughts. We oh. just want her to be aware of history and to, you know, be aware that, you know, you can't judge anyone by the outer color of their skin. So for me, I guess I'm not I'm not tired because I already came into the mentality years ago this is going to be an ongoing thing cuz you know until until we get to the point where we have more of this communication, more of this discussion, more more media portrayals of better examples of black families of black people and how we really are, you know, across the diversity of it, we're still going to have this repetitive educational opportunity because a lot of people, they just, they just don't know. I mean, I, I give you an example. I was talking to a guy who uh, lives in Oregon. Actually, we, I was, I was on a, a trip with them and we were riding from Western Oregon over to Eastern Oregon. And while we we're riding a police car passed by us. And this guy, he's a white guy. This is like 10 years ago. So, you know, we were in our late 30s, early 40s. And he made the comment that in his whole life, he had been pulled over by the police one time. One time. And I wow. started, one time in his whole life. And I started laughing. And so when, you know, when he asked me about, you know, why is that funny? I said, I can't even count how many times either when I was driving or in a vehicle been pulled over and the majority of them wasn't for speeding, but it was for, you know, just to check you out, whatever, you know, just to check, just let's to check, check your ID, you. let's run your number. Yeah. So, right. you know, it was a reality that some people just are completely or un were unaware of. So I think this is a great opportunity. What's been happening recently for all of us to, you know, use it as an educational opportunity. And yes, here we go again. And yes, some people do ask stupid questions. But it's stupid questions just because they don't have that common experience. They don't have, you know, that that knowledge 
uh, or the experiences we have. So a lot of things, it's not, I don't think it's hatred, it's just ignorance. They just don't know. They're not aware of the, the experiences that we have. Right, right. So I appreciate those comments. And, and it sounds like you, I don't know, I'm keeping a tally here, but it sounds like you agree <laughs> that you're not sick and tired. That's correct. My answer is no. Can I put a comma on Dave's comment? And I actually agree with, with both of, of you, but I guess the challenge that I would put on the table is why is tired or saying that I'm tired right now, a negative. I think it's well, okay to acknowledge that you can be sick and tired, <laughs> but still willing to engage in the fight, still willing to engage in the debate. But in the same way that I might say, you know, I'm feeling a little depressed right now, yes. feeling yes. a little, little beat up right now. I'm feeling a little tired right now, which doesn't mean I'm taking myself out of the game, but yes. I am acknowledging that in the space and time, that that's how I feel. And so for me, and I'll just speak for me, that's also how I have to ratchet it up or down. <laughs> because in order to have those discussions, those conversations, I have to always check in with myself, of how, am I, how am I coming at this person? And today's point, if they're truly coming at it with sincerity, but they're just ignorant, then my tiredness has to be checked in a way for me that I can articulate to them what I'm feeling, as opposed to if I think you're coming at it side, sideways towards me, <laughs> then I might treat it differently because I'm tired. So I don't, I don't necessarily view it as tired means that you're not in it to keep the conversation going or to make it a better space. And, right. and I, I, didn't, I, I didn't mean... Let me let me just put. Uh, I just wanted to welcome a couple of other folks into the conversation. I don't want to stop this conversation. So Dave, hold that hold that thought. Um, we've got um, entered and entered. There's two unintelligible names, and then we have our reader Junior and Michael P who have entered. So we still have available slots for folks to call in and join the conversation live, or you're always welcome to use the chat to chime in, to add to, and to correct if you feel need necessary, um, folks. So with that, Super Dave, you had a, a response. Well, I, j I just want to say, I, did, I didn't mean for someone who does feel sick and tired that that's a negative thing or invalid. I don't mean that at all. Actually, I, it's very understandable. I was just answering that I feel that way, mm -hmm. so. So let me did, ask Super did, Dave. Did, did, ditto on that, I need to, I, need to, I just want to, reinforce that I'm not discounting anyone's emotions or feelings. Um, so, I think they're valid and I think they need to be expressed. Uh, I actually am coming to an epiphany here, but I, I need a few more people to, to chime in before I Well, I just wanted, since, since there was there's a, a scorecard, I just wanted to make sure there was like a point for Tanya. Okay. Uh, work for Jag okay. <laughs> right now. Okay. So, so let me let me um let me put this out there because we are here as part of specifically as part of Me Week, and and I appreciate that. Um, Super Dave said this, and Jaggy said this, and mm. I think N.J. Walker, you started this line of conversation, which is about this whole concept that we honor how we feel. And I've talked to Jag about this numerous times, but emotional intelligence is really critical. And just like everything else, much more so for us, right? Mm -hmm. We need to understand when we need a moment, when we are feeling sick and or tired and really figure out how we can recharge. And so that's why we're here. And so hopefully again, this space this show, the forum that we have for folks to to to, to speak about how they're feeling, frankly, with with our our group, is really uh, an opportunity to to vent and hopefully allow you to recharge and recover from whatever you're feeling as it relates to certainly from a negative perspective. So I just want to put that out there, especially because we're all here because of me. So having said that, I, again, I I will issue the uh, invitation to folks to to join live, thanks to, um, let's see, one of the, the folks is Ambrose, and we have a, a sunshine, some sunshine that just entered the studio. Uh, please feel free to to call. And- um, Always need a little sunshine. Yes, 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 yes. So, so 
and since we have people, we have a few lines open. Uh, we, we, I will wait for those people to call in, but I, I won't wait too long to reveal my epiphany. I wonder if this feeling about being sick and tired in the black community, I wonder if gender has something to do with it. Cause you I was know, actually, I was going to ask another woman because it sounds like, oh, Greg B. Oh, I almost got you, Greg B. Try again. You, you popped up and then went right back down and he tried to call in. Because I know I'm, you know, I'm a victim of probably, and I'm not trying to throw my dad under the bus, but <laughs> I, I, I was raised with a little bravado and, and a little machoism. So I am a little hesitant to say I'm tired because I always have energy for the right fight. And when you say you're tired, it kind of sounds like you might not have enough energy. So maybe that's playing on my psyche and, and making me answer this way. All right, well, we have another caller who's in, I believe this is Ambrose. Um, did you have uh, something to chime in on that, Ambrose? Uh, can you hear me? Yes, can we can, me? loud and yes. clear. Oh. Mellifluous. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Are you, are you sick and tired? Uh, are we sick and tired? I mean, certainly there are days when when I am sick and tired, yes. I've had a couple of those days within, you know, the last week or two of being sick and tired. Certainly of having conversations with people to, you know, explain how I'm feeling. And, you know, I guess and part of that, the reason for that is that I'm in an environment where there's, you know, there's a few black people, particularly a, a few senior black people. And so, you know, every conversation we have, it's James, would you mind, you know, sort of joining and giving your perspective and, you know, all, all things of that nature. And, and as I, as I have reflected on it, as I have reflected on it in, in, in part, despite the, the sense of, of feeling tired, I, you know, to, you know, from Jack's perspective, you know, know that, you know, there were, there were a generation of people who were probably tired too, you know, and, and, and had they opted out, I probably wouldn't have the opportunities that I have. And so, and so, you know, as a leader in any way, shape or form, how you define what a leader is, but as, as a leader in this context and as a representative of my community, you know, I have had to, or I have felt the need to overcome that tiredness and participate in order to help drive the change that, you know, I want to see, you know, reflected in that environment, you know, not just for myself, but for others who weren't invited to share their perspectives, et cetera. Right. So I can understand both. I can understand both, both points of view. Yes, indeed. I certainly do find myself in situations where I'm tired, but you know, despite that, and, you know, sort of given the gravity of the moment, I feel like I also have a responsibility to do something. And this is my way of trying to do something. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. And was your answer yes or no before I get to Mish? Because T did yes, take the tally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking my tally. I said, I said yeah, I'm, yes, I'm tired. And no, I'm not tired. Oh, okay. All right. On the line. I see you. I see you. There you go. All right. Mish has joined um, another woman. Um, I thought since Jack threw out there this question of, of how the genders are affected potentially differently. Thank you for that question. I actually appreciate that. So uh, Mish, what's your, what's your thought? My thought is that I am sick and tired. And it may oh. be because I am a woman. I don't know. But I've grown up with two older brothers in all white neighborhoods our entire life. And they were older than me, and they could drive well before I could drive. And they drove nice cars. And I can't tell you the amount of times we were stopped, asked where we were going. And you say home, and they're like, why are you here? Because we live five minutes away. And that's back in the 80s. Mm. And it's still continuing today. And I felt like I always wanted to fight more than they did in a way because I think they were kind of taught to be submissive towards this kind of discrimination, meaning don't try and get things started because the fear was if they reacted, then they could end up like George Floyd. 
So they tended to not try and get riled up about the injustice of being stopped for no reason. And I always felt the fire burning in me to do something, but then was like, no, 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 be quiet, settle down, little girl. <laughs> but fast forward, just five years ago, my brother was pulled over by the police in the park, not pulled over because he was sitting in his car, but a white woman had said a black man had exposed themselves to her, himself to her. Wow. So he's sitting in his car preparing for a meeting in his office, which was less than a mile away. It was lunchtime. There's another man next to him and a, and a, a Hispanic man was next door. And they pulled up to the, that man's car and said, have you seen a black man? And you pointed over to my brother. And they pulled him out the car. They questioned him. They put a screen behind him and took a impromptu mugshot, which I didn't even know you could do hmm. with no kind of charges. Wow. And they took his picture. Fast forward four weeks later, they come into his office and they arrest him, saying he was identified from that picture. Arrested him on a Friday, put him in jail overnight. The next morning, I had to go and bail him out, look at him in shackles. He is 50 years old in shackles. I cried my heart out in that courtroom. I am sick and tired. And after that, when he got an investigator who told who, who spoke to the woman who made the complaint, she said that the police kept pointing to my brother and said, that's the guy you saw. And I believe it was because he was a professional black man arrested by a white cop in a black city. Well, it used to be black. I don't know what the percentage is anymore for DC, but <laughs> I just felt like you need to pursue, pursue a, a case against them for them arresting you. But he didn't want to. And I felt like he gave up. And I can understand the point, you know, the situation that he's in. He didn't want to fight it. He wanted to make a big deal. He wanted it just to go away. But if we let things keep going away, then this is what happens. It keeps happening over and over again. And that's why I'm sick and tired. Mm. Well, thanks for those comments. Uh, yeah, strong comments. That, and and I, I need to I need to pause here for a second because I made a comment and, and I don't want it to get misconstrued. I wasn't saying that women get sick and tired faster than men or easier than men. What I was saying that women will admit that they're sick and tired easier than men, which is a big distinction because I'm not discounting. And I think actually women have been on the forefront of um, movements to for racial equality. Uh, we may have some high profile men that we always talk about, but if you really look at the troops doing the work, women have pulled a very large share of that. So I'm not suggesting that they get sick and tired first. I just needed to make that clear. Okay, and and Mish, thank you for sharing that. That was really, oh, I had I had a little, a little heart flutter. Um, LG Rhythm has joined, and I did want to mention, um, if people haven't seen, Greg also voted yes. He is sick and tired. He's especially tired of Black Lives Matter being held responsible for curing all the pathologies in low-income Black communities. And um, Be Light has mentioned that, yes, but it is not new. And I've been sick and tired for decades. And Be Light, we know you've been sick and tired, but see, she's a perfect example of that don't stop nobody. <laughs> so, and, and, but all of us, I think, have more fight in us. I did want to mention something on the gender topic. I've done some research around Black women and stress specifically. And um, Black women are more likely to report higher levels of what is called social network distress, which is a form of psychological distress that is the result of their feeling what their family and close friends feel in terms of stress. So they have this, this network stress that is added to the stress that they feel in more instances. To Jag's point, it's never an absolute, but just so because women tend to at least self-identify as empathic. And so what they see others experience, especially those close to them, they tend to, to sometimes take on. So having said that, LG Rhythm, are we sick and tired? So it's interesting, uh, just kind of listening to uh, things that other folks have, have brought up on this conversation. I feel like I'm halfway, like I'm sick, but I'm not tired. So obviously mm. I think I'm sick of this repetitive, you know, um, cycle of, of issues that we continuously face and have faced and we've seen, you know, as we've kind of matriculated from, from our early age and now we're moving into our mid, middle ages, 
I'm sick of seeing the same issues uh, repeat themselves. But I have to say, any tiredness that I might have felt, even as 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 um, recently as several months ago, is quickly being I'm I'm being invigorated. And a lot of a lot of what I'm excited about is kind of this energy that I see, and I see it in my kids who are twenty somethings and their friends, and I see it in in, in uh, some of the early 30-somethings in my in my co-working space, I'm really invigorated by their home. perspectives. I'm sorry? I'm sorry. That was that was a... Yeah. Oh, no worries. Somebody no, I'm, trying I'm really to get in on this good conversation. <laughs> exactly. 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 I think, I think so. I, I guess where I was going was that I'm not so sure that I'm tired. And even if I was tired, and if I felt tired a month ago, I don't feel tired anymore. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm invigorated by this energy... And, and I feel like I don't even have the right to even open my mouth to say that I'm tired as I need to continue to be vigilant in whatever I can do to make a change in this. See, I just want to note that LG Rhythm was not on the call earlier when I made those comments that he pretty much just mirrored. <laughs> he was not on the call for the record. Okay, was independent. We, we got your record. We got your record. Got your record. Let's, Michael P has joined. So I'm, I'm encouraging others, be like, I think Connie has joined. So any others, I think Sunshine is, you know, usually the sunshine is female, but anyway, I'm just, that's, that's speculation. There. <laughs> 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 um, so Michael P, are we sick and tired? Well, well, so, so pardon me, because uh, I came in late to the conversation and I may actually have to leave, leave it early as well. But I guess... Given what I've heard, to me, it comes down to how you define sick and tired, at least your understanding of it. Because, and I think this is, or at least this is how I think about it, given my own view. And, and I think LG and James are bringing this up that it sick and tired either is seen as being debilitating or motivating. And the question is, which one of it is it for you? Right. Right. And and I think for me, it really is motivating because it is frustrating. It is hard. But similar to some of the things that were that were uh, conveyed here. And, you know, to, when you hear I, and I'm sorry if I say say this wrong, but I, I assume that was Michelle that said this on here is Mish <laughs> that uh, it might be hear government that, names. Right, right, right. Just in case. Right. When you hear things like that, right, like that is just so frustrating and terrible and, you know, just makes you angry and mad. And sickening. Yeah. So, yeah. And sickening. Right. And yeah, I am sick and tired, but I'm but it does. It motivates me mm. to to want to do something and, and to, you know, let let, you know, direct my energies into trying to deal with it somehow. Yeah, let me let me ask. I this. think that's a point in the NJ Walker in the in the NJ Walker camp. That was uh, oh oh, oh I didn't know you had that point. Does one define tired, and does it motivate you and keep you moving as opposed to being perceived as a negative? And I'm not talking anymore, but I just wanted to clarify. You're you're a you're a um an impromptu host, so you're good. So I wanted to <laughs> to throw this out because I I know we talked earlier about the difference in generations and what they experienced, and I think that factors into some of our hesitancy at the very least to say that we are sick and or tired. And is is there something? And I think Bacardi, I saw. Oh, sorry, Be Light <laughs> has brought up. You know that that today is you know a different day. Uh, this is unlike anything we've ever seen before. And I wanted to just throw that out there in terms of um, how that affects us differently, and how even the fact that you know maybe and there's a lot of us who realize things haven't changed but that we thought that we were at least in somewhat of a different place. So again, just, just doing the reflection and the historical sort of uh, look back, how, how does that factor into this, this question? And so Connie has joined us. So Connie, are we sick and tired? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, very much sick and tired, but I think somewhat optimistic, you know, 
I've been having conversations with my kids just about every night because there's, you know, there's new stuff happening constantly. And, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic because, I mean, just to hear their perspective. So my kids are 20, 16, and 12. And to hear their perspective that they have such a good grasp on these issues um, and the, they are uh, so resolute in their positions. And I don't recall being that way when I was their age. Um, I mean, granted, they're not, they're not out. Uh, I mean, we've, we've gone to one of the protests here in Grand Rapids. I mean, not a whole lot of protesting going on here in Grand Rapids, but they are, you know, informed. They can state the issues if asked. Um, you know, my 12-year-old uh, who's asking the questions, I mean, you know, she's, she's what we call our Obama baby because she, you know, she was born the year that he was elected. So she's known nothing but, you know, the possibility of a Black president. So it's just their whole perspective as I try to see things through their lens. It, it gives me hope and I'm optimistic. But at the same time, you know, because every day there is a new development. I mean, what is it today? It's Elijah. I forget the brother's name, the situation, even though it happened a year ago. Now we're finding footage of him. People, you know, the cops rolling up on him just for walking down the street. I'm doing nothing. And that's the part that makes me sick and tired is because the same thing keeps happening over and over again. I think like someone else already said, but, but I, I am op somewhat optimistic and hopeful that uh, like uh, Bacardi said, I've not seen anything like this before. And this to me feels like that this time it might be different. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. And we are optimistic with you. Uh, I think everyone wants it to be certainly something different. So just a couple of the comments, you know, in terms of this question of it being different, one, I believe that's Ambrose, I'm a Southern dude, never imagined that we were in a different place. Um, yeah, so let me, let, me, let me just comment on that. Um, I mean, I love having callers in and it's not just me and T. Lee ranting and raving. Um, so I, I wanted to listen <laughs> to all the callers. Uh, and then I still encourage you to call in. It is, it is definitely different, but I don't know if it's better. You know, my dad came from where well, all of our parents lived in the black community because that's that's what you had to do growing up. And my dad talks growing about up. not even. And my dad talks even, about not even, even. We got an echo here. He's trying to. He's trying to get we his god like. He's trying. He's trying to get his god like. <laughs> T. Lee, you don't want me to speak. <laughs> I thought you were trying to be like God. I was just like, go boy. So somehow we have two mics on. Be light. Yeah, I, I think it was after you connected. On. So can you make sure you're not connected on two? So, or maybe mute for a moment? Okay. So let's try Jag, try that again. It's, I don't think it's me because I was already down. I think it must be you. But I like the echo. Let's go with it. My point was that my dad never experienced racism until he left Scotlandville, which is a little neighborhood outside of Baton Rouge, and went to college because everything he experienced was black folks with black folks. Uh, that is very different from how I grew up and how our kids are growing up. Now, is it is it better or is it worse? I mean, obviously, we've had some advancements. 2008, we all were celebrating because we had a black president. He would have never dreamed of that being possible. Um, that is an advancement. But is it just superficial? Is my question. Um, okay, well, there's, that's a good question. Uh, B-Light has joined as a caller. B-Light, are we sick and tired? You know... Can you hear me? Because I'm I don't know how to use this technology. <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> yes, hear you. <laughs> you're doing well. Okay, great. Um, I'm, I'm starting. Okay, so you know, as I wrote, I think you know, for me, this is not new. One of my earliest childhood memories is when I was maybe six or seven years old, and my next door neighbor holding a shotgun at my head, saying, "Come here, nigger girl." or he would beat his son if his son threw a ball over the fence to us. So I grew up in a very segregated Southern community where everything was black and white. 
and you knew where people st stood. There was, you know, it wasn't undercover. It wasn't hidden. It was real, real clear. And, and it's interesting because when I moved to other parts of the country, I actually found it much more despicable that so much was covert rather than people just saying what they really thought. So, so for me, none of this is new. What's new is, you know, cell phones and filming and <laughs> that we have evidence of it that, you know, we have a white woman on video saying, I'm going to call the police and tell them it's a big, black, scary man. We haven't had that before, which means we now also have, I think, an incredible amount of momentum in terms of not only black folks knowing this reality, but allies who never believed it before. And it, it's, it reminded me of um, when Obama was running and I remember going to the beach here and I saw maybe a dozen little white girls who were young preteens going down the street, talking, uh, running down the like broadwalk saying, it's time for a change, it's time for a change. And it was that moment I knew Obama was going to win. I had no doubts. Um, and similarly, I've been seeing young white kids or, you know, these very young generation embracing Black Lives Matter when we, you know, most of us, when we were in college and we grew up with that backlash of the PC culture and all of this other stuff. And, and you still see kind of the last hurrah, I think, of that. But this, to me, feels much more like an evolution, not the revolution, but an evolution of our country in a way I have never, ever witnessed before. And I don't think there is any turning back from this moment. And that is truly, truly exciting to me. But yes, absolutely sick and tired of all of the indignities. And even with that evolution, until we fix it, fix it, I, as a mother of Black children, still have to ready them to walk out the door. I had to tell my 14-year-old son, who now has a full mustache, look, you are no longer a boy in anybody's eyes. You've got to give up your childhood right now. When you walk outside, you now look like a scary Black man. You are going to look older than you are. You look bigger than you are. You look more buff than you are because that's how the world will perceive you and you have to act that way. And that is one of the most heart-wrenching things you have to do as a parent to ready your Black children to keep them alive. And that is the kind of thing I am truly, truly sick and tired of because even as people are evolving, we still have the system in place and we still have the danger of our children not coming home to us. And I, exactly what you said, Tanya, that, that sense of empathy or, or the stress you carry as long as my baby's out of my house, I'm feeling that until he's back home safely. So yes, absolutely sick and tired but I, too, am invigorated and excited, and I know we are moving to a new place. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. Be light. Um, Daru has entered. Daru, you're welcome to, to call in. We're going we're gonna to start to wrap up, but I want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to, to share, to vent, to really opine, uh, because it really is, this, this is the space that, Jag and I want to create is the space for conversation, however difficult they are, but also the space for us to share that we are sick and tired and there to be no judgment around that just to, to kind of share how you're feeling. And I, I, I think that's really important as we have these conversations amongst ourselves, as well as with white people is to be able to have these conversations and take a breath. I think NJ Walker was talking about how, you know, She's, she's got to really check in with herself and also check in with the person and, and what their intentions are. So, you know, be aware, be confident in how you're feeling. If you're feeling sick and tired, you may need to take a breath. This is what Me Week is all about. So with that, does anyone else, um, I know Daru entered, so welcome Daru. I've heard from a lot of you guys. Thank you for calling in. Our reader Junior is in, Sunshine. And if anybody else wants to call in as we as we sort of, have concluding thoughts, which we want to, we always try to end on a, a proactive note with a call to action. So Jag and Connie, you're still connected. If you guys have any, any thoughts as we head in that direction, user mantra, please feel free to join. 
So you didn't you didn't think your co-host was going to disappear on you, did you? Uh, no, I didn't. I knew you weren't. So, so, <laughs> and so Greg, of course Greg we B. have a. Greg B just okay. called in. I don't know if you want to let him or you want to go. No, let, let let's have Greg B give us give yeah. us his thoughts before I. Uh... And Drew. You know, I mean, a lot of a lot of you have talked about you know white people and how they feel about us, but one thing we also have to be concerned with are black people who have the same attitudes who are like who look at other black people in a negative fashion and assume that all black people in the inner city, for instance, you know, are horrible, pathological, destructive, no good people. So, I I mean, I'm a bit nervous about the size of that number out there, you know, uh, basically white people with black face, Mm. black skin, sorry. Yes, the Sambos. What'd you say? I'm sorry, I missed that. I said, yes, the Sambos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, that you use the term there that um, it's pretty derogatory. No, no question about it. But, but there, here's my issue. There are black people who are subject to the same indoctrination that white people have been subject to. So, you know, are they Sambos or are they ignorant? I'm not sure. I don't know if it matters because the result is the same. Correct. Um, but 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 yes, we definitely have to deal with our own within our own community, as well as dealing within other communities. M- many of you will remember this from maybe a Public Enemy song. But the the phrase that some of our best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Mm. Matter of fact, some of them are rather switch than fight. Mm. You know that actually came from a speech in I believe 1963. In which, and and this this gentleman by the name of Thomas uh, repeated this in several speeches that he had. But I mean, obviously, that's that's what we're talking about here. And so, the call to action is that you, who are best educated, best trained, best prepared troops, we need to continue to fight, even though you may be sick and tired. And what does that fight mean? Every time you talk to someone, you make sure they're registered to vote. Every time you have an opportunity to mentor or be an example for a child, take that opportunity and show them that they can be successful just like you are. And those things that I know we're already doing, but we just have to continue to do those things. And yes, it also means you have to march in the streets if that's your thing. If that's not your thing, maybe you support marches by giving money. Uh, there, There are very different ways that you can support the cause and make sure that Black people prepare a better future for our kids than the one we have right now. So let me pause you because Daru is on. I just want to ask him, are we sick and tired? And let him chime in before we, I didn't want you to go to wrap up before we heard from Daru. Oh, well, I, my name kept getting called out. So I figured I should say, <laughs> say something. <laughs> that's, that's how we get you on. <laughs> There's no sneaking on and just listening in the background you know, on this program, clearly. Oh, no, 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 no. So I, I, I don't have much to say, but I just wanted to just chime in to say that um, I have been sick and tired, but I'm allowing myself to be optimistic one more time. And um, I'm trying to embrace the potential for change in this moment. I'm trying to keep my mind open that this time could be different because there are different conditions. You mentioned the different technology that's now available to folks, and particularly the younger folks are taking full advantage of that to spread out the message, to get people activated and motivated. So I'm trying to be open-minded and optimistic for this period. You know, I've only done little things here and there. I've tried to embrace, for instance, in my Facebook feed discussions, open discussions about race. I've started tilting, you know, things that I post to things that will make people think and and that sort of thing. So that's, you know, the little bit that I'm doing. I'm hoping to expand my efforts, particularly after this pandemic is over, just being out there more active and participating in group events and that kind of thing. Well, and and to the point, I appreciate you're one of our final callers, Daru, because one of the things, Jack mentioned voting and, um, and uh, Be Light mentioned educating yourself before you vote. Financial... And economic power mm-hmm. is 
as important, and, and Jack and I did a show on this a while ago, civil rights versus economic empowerment, because, you know, statistically, we have more people in office than we ever have Black people. And we obviously, with the rights that we have, we are voting more than, you know, we did back before we got the voting rights. But we really have to, and this is part of my personal personal motivation, I guess, as I'm inspired, is to really look at the economics. Jack and I talked about this on the other show. I mean, we're at you know, between one and two trillion dollars as a as a, as a group with black folks. So Sambo's aside, there is, I think, a critical mass that if we can really use the economic block that we are, we all black folks. So that requires us to get on the same page and follow a particular direction, a particular strategy, and really see that through to fruition, have a long-term strategy to develop our economic power. So I, I'll be listening out for that. I'm sure Daru, as as his interests lay in the in the finance area, um, oh, yeah, will, will sure. keep us keep us posted. Um, because if if there is something, I think we we all need to come together. That to me is one of the most important things. We tend to criticize each other, and I think it's due to what Jag was talking about in terms of the socialization, the same socialization that white people have. We tend to criticize each other more then we come together. And if you look at those who have come here and been successful, whether it be Jews or Asians, or I'm gonna just put it out there, frankly, to all of you, they have become successful because they have been together, not only as a political block, but as an economic block to move forward. More so as an economic block. And, and, and guys, yes. we're, rushing, we're rushing to close down because there is another Me Week event going on right now. And we're trying to be respectful of that. But we really appreciate you participating with us. We really hope that you'll like our, you know, you're on the Podbeam app now. So go ahead and like our show and, and follow us, if you will. But I did want to add to that. Black Wall Street was Black Wall Street because the dollar, the black dollar circulated in that community 46 times. The black dollar circulates in the black community now 0.6 times. Black Wall Street was what it was because it circulated 46 times. That needs to be the goal. And when we do that $1.2 trillion circulating in our community 46 times, then you will see true change. Tilly, you want to close us out? Yes. As a Black-owned business, it starts right here. <laughs> so Jack knows I'm, I'm all about promoting, certainly this show, as he said, follow. But, uh, but, but, I do think that the next step is the, or the, the baby step that we can all take towards that, that economic self-empowerment that we need is to really aggressively support black business. I know it's hard. I know it can be inconvenient because Amazon is so convenient. But if you can think about shifting what you're spending more and more to be able to have that circulation that Jag talked about. And that's really where I am. So are we sick and tired? It sounds like everybody's sick and tired, but... Most of us, the good news is, most of us are being motivated by that. And I hope that this, this week, me week, you all will take the opportunity to, to do something for yourself, to rejuvenate, to recover, and to basically refill the cup so that you can continue to, to push forward with us, even as we are sick and tired. No stupid questions, show. Thank you all. Thank you all. Have a wonderful evening and be sure to jump over to the Facebook group and join the, the, the session on grief, which you may need after this. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid-ass questions. <laughs>